it is a new month when you're listening to this it is the month of march it is a new episode of figuring it out and it is not a new voice but a different voice joining me here not very different kind of you've been on a couple episodes yeah but it's not pat it's not, it's not Pat. So Pat is not joining us tonight. He is a great stand-up guy and he is doing some work stuff. Um, I started to record this a couple of times by myself. Um, I got about five minutes in each time and I was like, this is kind of weird. I need some uh, advice. I want some different perspectives. Um, and so what do I do? I panic, call Lauren and say, Hey, we're recording in 30 seconds. And then I panic. And then you panic. We don't have time <laughs> to panic because here we're doing it live. Oh, well, I have plenty of time to panic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll set aside times throughout the episode tonight. We'll get like three minutes, you know, here and there of breaks for you just to kind of do some guided breathing. Calisthenics. Um, <laughs> calisthenics, you know, <laughs> um, so I always like starting out episodes, you know, kind of casual, kind of conversational. Um, so now that we are in March, I feel like we're kind of getting over a little symbolic hump, right? Maybe? No, you're, you're shaking. Yeah. Your no. I, it just still feels like 2020 to me. I don't know. It just still feels like we're still in this limbo. So it almost doesn't feel real that we've already been through two months of 2021. It's kind of crazy. There was a meme that basically said, you can't tell me that next month is March when last month was also March. Yeah, seriously. That, It'll that, be a year. Yeah. A year since everything started. Although I am I did make a calendar for work today for March and I put first day of spring on there and I'm just, I'm just holding out. <laughs> I'm just holding out for spring, man. I know. I feel like, and this, people are going to say that I'm contradictory because I don't know if you've listened to our recent episodes, but we were saying, I actually thought of you specifically because we were talking about uh, seasons and an mm -hmm. offshoot conversation. And we said we actually want to come back to that and make it a full episode where we debate like which which season is the best. Um, and I completely took a blowtorch to spring. Um, and I know that's your favorite. I'm glad I haven't listened to that one yet because I would have immediately Snapchatted you and been like, um, "Excuse you." <laughs> well, this is the thing. This is what I said, and and I don't want to go into too much too much detail. Right. If you haven't listened to it, listen to last week's episode. Okay. But basically. You have to pick your least favorite. I mean, eventually there's going to be the last one. And I love every season. I do. I truly love every season. But the, um, the image of what spring is versus what it usually actually is are two yeah. different things. Yeah, but that's because we're in Ohio and- Yes, right, right. Global warming probably. <laughs> Right. But I will say with that being yeah. said, even though I completely blasted it last week, <laughs> I feel like more than ever, we need a spring. We need yeah. a change. We need life. A rebirth. 
We need a rebirth. Yes. We need flowers and happiness. Green. Warmth. Everything. We need all of it. And I feel like I might be jumping the gun here, but I really feel like in the last 10 days, I have felt the tiniest slivers of, I don't even want to say the word because I don't want to jinx it, but hope. <laughs> hope. I have felt yeah. little things here and there, whether it be vaccine news where like they're planning to roll out more, mm-hmm. you see that cases are going down, starting to get warmer outside. It's not getting dark as late. I feel like my big sad is still a, uh, you know, like a hefty sad, but it's not like the biggest sad now. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I, and we're not out of the woods yet by any means, but I feel like we should allow ourselves a little bit of hope maybe. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially the last few days. I snapped you also just back the sun that came into my window and just feeling like warm man. I was like, oh my God, I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> and then you said something and it was like uh it reminded me of if you were in peak twitter which was when we were in college but it was probably like 2012 to 2015 that's just when you know memes were exploding and it's just a good time to be alive there was like anti-joke jamal and shower thoughts and what you <laughs> said to me sounded like a shower thought about the sun because it was just you just <laughs> casually sitting in your office at home saying that and I closed the snap and I'm like oh my god and then I really thought about it and then I kind of had this not I'm gonna say crisis. I'm gonna say yes <clears throat> so I was just I'm sitting at my desk working work. and yeah, the sun was coming at my window and, and the angle it just hit me perfectly and it was just so warm like I said, made me feel alive. It was like, oh, and then I thought about it and I was like, the sun is so fucking far away, <laughs> but I can feel the warmth of it on my skin yeah. where I'm at. And like, obviously my whole life, I have known that that was a thing. Like you go out in the sun and you feel the warmth, but like, I never, you know, it is shower thoughts or like, you know, the thoughts, the, the, the high thoughts where they have the hoodie on and the hoodie's like pulled all the way tight. Yes. <laughs> it's like that. You're like, you don't ever actually put words to the thought. Right. But you're like, man, I never really thought of it that way. Yeah. We're just moving too quickly to really think about everything that we do or yes. feel. And when then you yes. think about the science behind it, you think about opening up an oven, especially in the winter, mm-hmm. and the heat just kind of billows out and just like goes singes your eyebrows and it singes your eyebrows mm-hmm. yeah yep and there's always that split second of you're like did I completely like destroy my eyeballs <laughs> um, and you think that the oven is three feet away from where you're opening up and then the sun's 93 million miles away for freaking ever away yeah cats cats are onto this they are the pros of laying in the sun yes yes they are and Lauren showing me her kitty cat right now. <laughs> we're cuddling. We're spooning. I am big spoon as always. <laughs> I'm telling you, I literally called her and I said, okay, here we go. We're going for it. So she's chilling on the couch right now. <laughs> so one more thing I want to get into before we hop into the topic is shouting you out because um, 
we, Matt and I, will hold each other accountable throughout the year on our resolutions and just goals we have and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully when people hear that, if there's one that they've been kind of slacking on or if they want to create new ones, it might kind of kick them in the butt a little bit. But you've been killing it with the workouts. Yes. Um, I told myself because I, I did like a, I did Noom non-spawns um, last year and through like summertime, I was doing pretty good and I was staying optimistic in 2020 and I was really proud. Everybody could tell, you know, I was happier. I, I looked more fit. I was, you know, exercising regularly. And then big sad came and um, I let myself just survive really. Um, and so I told myself the, the, na the natural thing, which you guys had an episode on this and I, I'm almost all the way through this one, but I did say on the first of 2021, I'm going to get back into it. Did I? No. Um, I woke up on the first of February though, and just was like, fuck it, let's do it. And I did. And so I've been working out five times a week, four to five times a week since the beginning of the month and just changed my attack on eating, um, not tracking things obsessively, um, just kind of trying to be intuitive and eat healthy and be okay if I have a little treat now and then. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm exercising regularly. I feel awesome about it. Today is a rest day, as we can tell. Um, but man, it's, it's like you, you dread and dread and dread those things. And then when you get them done, you're like, hell yes. Yeah. And that's what it's been like. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good. And it's like motivation or not motivation. I guess the word I'm looking for is momentum. Yes. Goes both ways, and if you're in the swing, it that momentum goes too, and you just got to get there. You got to start stacking them. And you said something in that that we also alluded to. I've always been really hard on myself in the past of if I fall off the horse, the horse just runs away. Yep. And is just going to keep on moving. I'm going to keep on sitting. I'm not going to get to my goal. Um, and I don't know what it is, if it's just like maturity or just the amount of experiences where I get myself, but I feel like now if I miss a day, I don't force myself to try to make up what I missed. I just say, okay, well, that was yesterday. Here's the day that I get back to it and then I'm good. Yes. I mean, here's the thing. I've been watching so many videos, people who do like fitness things or like healthy eating traits and it's the same thing. It's like, it was always about tracking and having these specific goals and meeting these goals. But the thing about either overdoing it or underdoing it is that most of the time, if you fail, even the smallest bit, you overcompensate or undercompensate later and it's not healthy and it's not sustainable at all. So like before, if I would say, okay, I've got to stick to this amount of calories, you know, for the day, I would eat like a freaking apple for breakfast and like, I don't know, a glass of water for lunch. And then I would eat so much dinner and I would hate myself. Mm -hmm. And I just realized that was, that's the problem is like, 
you have this mindset that you failed and it's, it's about your willpower and, oh, you just don't have enough willpower, but like, it's okay. I mean, just, you just get back on the horse the next day and it's fine. Yeah. Balance, man, balance. Yes. So I'm glad you're finding that. And I mentioned two of my bigger ones this year were reading and meditation. And I came into the year more focused on meditation. And that's what I was focusing on more early. I will say that I haven't done it as much recently, but what I found interesting is that I've really hit a stride for reading and reading has kind of become my meditative escape, if that makes sense. It's kind of not replaced meditation, but in a way, um, what I'm looking for while meditating is what I'm finding and where I'm kind of at home with reading. Um, so whatever your goals are, goals change um, as, as the year changes around you and um, you kind of hit strides in different things. So if you have multiple goals and you're doing extremely well in one and maybe not so well in the other, um, that's okay. It's, it's going to fluctuate throughout the year. So um, don't be afraid of that. But what I wanted to talk about tonight, and it's kind of a surprise, I, I briefly chatted with you about it, but I did a little bit of research here and there, just numbers and stats, but I really want to have this thought-provoking conversation, and Pat and I will always talk about how the whole genesis of figuring it out is we'd have these life talks, and we're like, man, if we're having these chats, there are other people that want to have these, or maybe they've thought about this as well and they don't have anyone to talk about it with. Um, but I know you and I have had these life chats literally our entire lives. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is going to be one of them too. And who knows, this might be a two-parter. Sometimes it happens. We'll get chatting and then um, we'll have a little teaser into the next week. But I have kind of always thought about this um, and then I've seen this online as well. And it's just this question of, are people happier today than in the past? And you can really like throw in any year um, and just happiness in general. So happiness um, as, you know, a noun, as a destination, um, as a verb, like any way you kind of want to conceive it. Um, it's this ever elusive concept, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so we'll see where the hell this takes us. Um, okay. <clears throat> but I guess the, the first question I have when you try to untangle this crazy concept is why wouldn't the answer automatically be yes, obviously people are much, much happier now than we would have been 50 years ago, a hundred years ago. When you think about how far we've come, and I, I do want to say this, the, the most important thing that I want to uh, preface at the beginning of this is I'm coming from a place of privilege. You are as well in certain aspects, and yep. certain identities. So obviously what we are going to say 
is going to be different from other folks because um, happiness can kind of be tied to a lot of things. Um, you know, your, your socioeconomic status, um, your identity, and obviously history is not kind to a lot of identities and to a lot of folks. So obviously they're gonna have different answers than we would in this conversation. So I just wanna kind of put that out there at the beginning. Um, but when I kind of throw that in your lap, of, you know, if you think about where we are in theory, we're the smartest we've ever been. Um, and I guess you can kind of go in so many directions. So if we just kind of bring it into like America, we're smarter than we've ever been collectively, we're healthier than we've ever been, all those sorts of things. Um, so don't you think it's kind of weird that it's not automatically like, yes, you don't go to that point? Yes, and the whole time you've been talking, I've been wrestling with it in my head because for sure the first thing I went to was I was like, yeah, but for who? Right. Um, <clears throat> and it's like every, every solution I come up with was like, okay, now we have this, which could help us all. Like I'm thinking social media or, you know, the internet. I'm like, oh, we have all, all these resources now. Like, and people, you know, stigmatize mental health and now it's getting better, I think, but is it? And like, it's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in my head where I can say yes, but no, but yes, but like this helps, but then this also hurts. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I think everybody, it, some people could say they were happier in, in, in the past. Um, and maybe it's because we weren't aware of of as much as we are nowadays, we have access to, you know, people whipping out their camera and filming things and posting it online. And we see these awful things happening that were always happening, probably. We just didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you can be like, well, maybe that helped because now people are aware it's happening and now we can, we can change it. So it's like, yeah, it's constant in my head, but no, it's not automatic. I can't even, I can't even say we were happier back then than we are now because it's so relative. It is. And that's a good point is that like, what are you measuring? Right. Because that would definitely make a difference because you would, I don't know. I, I just feel like in a vacuum, you would assume that as, yeah. as life gets better, and life is a loose term, but like as living conditions get better, as inclusivity increases, all those sorts of things that you would think what naturally comes with that is also increased happiness levels. And like I, I touched on some of them, but you think like medical, right? Like we're not getting leeches thrown on us now if we have, <laughs> or they're not. Botanies. <laughs> or like lobotomies for anybody like who has like an, an anxiety attack <laughs> right right like things like that it's just crazy to think about like what medical um what medical breakthroughs were not actually medical breakthroughs um i was watching a, a documentary on netflix and it's i think it's on the history channel too um it's world war ii in, col in color oh man mm. that's my word 
and color. <laughs> and color. Collar. My Zanesvillian accent always comes out with the word <laughs> color. So you have your collar on your yes. shirt and you have your color of the collar. Right. Like, right. I, I, there is no other word in the English language that I am so hyper-focused on because of Lauren specifically. I'm sorry. Collar. Because I used to say, what collar is it? Anyway. <laughs> so in the World War II and color <laughs> documentary, um, they were talking about how the German soldiers were actually they had the blitzkrieg where they were just going crazy burning everything as they went and whatnot they were taking basically methamphetamines and i forget what they called it back then but they were in pill form and they were just handing them out to soldiers like candy and they were saying that like if you're feeling down or tired or whatnot take these whatever they call them like zip pills or something like that and they were just popping these methamphetamines so they didn't need, they didn't need any sleep. They were just going a thousand miles per hour. They're basically like robots because they were just, and doctors at the time were saying like, oh yeah, this is like something that like really boosts up your energy levels and stuff like that. So it's just so scary to think about how, um, like what medicine was then, but then at the same time, probably a hundred years from now, they're going to say the same thing about medicine today, but, um, yeah. So you think about like the advances in medicine obviously technology right like we're as connected as ever in the sense of we can connect with just about anyone anytime. a celebrity can post a picture and then like some random dude can just comment on it um entertainment we have everything at our fingertips right like if you want to learn anything about anything you literally just google it or now you don't even like type you can just ask siri or alexa literacy levels are up um just all kinds of stuff so like it's i don't again i just i just find it like dumbfounding initially that happiness doesn't naturally follow suit with that um right but like you said that isn't the case and a couple of stats for you um, this is from the Greater Good magazine, found an article online, and there's a thing called the World Happiness Report. And of the countries that were um, accounted for, I want you to guess what number the U.S. ranked. Oh. Mm. <clears throat> not as bad as you would expect. I know um, we're not in the top 10. We're not in top 10, though. Because um, I feel like I saw a TikTok about this the other day. <laughs> Um, 17. Oh, so close. Dang it. 18 ah. or 18. Um, this is from a 2019 study. Um, so that's also interesting, right? Cause like, what would it be after? After 2020. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause that was quite a year. You have not heard. Yeah. Um, 18. Um, and then also in that same article from the greater good magazine, negative feelings. So you think you couple in sadness and anger, resentment, being worried, those sorts of things. Um, exponential rise, it went up 27% in less than a decade. So from 2010 to 2018, it went up 27% among those surveyed. And I want you to just sit with that for a second because 
that's less than 10 years and that's a quarter of the population and that's i mean i i relate i mean i just i think about how much has changed and we and i feel like we were old, you know old enough 10 years ago at least to to know to have wherewithal of of things going on in the world at least a little bit and <clears throat> you know, something that's been kind of getting under my skin lately, which we've kind of talked about is, is the cancel culture that, that happens nowadays. And I'm just thinking they're rightfully so a lot of the time, but sometimes the people in this newest generation, like they really don't, they don't know how different it was. So like not even five, not even five years ago, things with the ways people behave that were totally unacceptable. And I'm thankful that we are more, um, you know, reining in on those behaviors and we're calling them out for what they are. But like, yeah, 10 years, it's not a long time at all. Right. At all. It's not a long time, but like you said, at the same time, it's forever ago. When you think yeah. about how society changes. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's just moving so quickly and it's almost exponential where it just keeps getting faster and compounded every year, everything. Yeah. Like technology and um, perspectives on certain topics or whatever it may be. Um, like you said, with things like cancel culture, um, that's, a, that's a topic in itself. That's a really <laughs> uh, um, spider webbing type of topic yeah would elicit a whole variety of opinions on um and yeah that's that's kind of my question to you then so when you hear those stats and um when you think about you know your lived experience we've, we've talked about this before too in general like what are you what do you think are the biggest contributors to that stat why aren't we exponentially happier as times progressed? I think there's a lot of a lot of reasons to this, right? My first thought goes to <clears throat> um, kind of I mean, kind of the same thing. I think we were afraid to call out bad behaviors then so I think we were all just like blinders on to like the unhappy and the things that people were saying that were oh maybe that's a little you shouldn't say that or you know <clears throat> oh that's one new story I'm sure that that's the minority it's just like I feel like now we are and, and the newer generation is bringing attention to everything that's wrong and things that, like I said, we just kind of ignored, we just kind of accepted as the norm. We're realizing like coming, coming of age, realizing just how messed up everything is <laughs> like systematically and, you know, for people who don't have the privilege that we have. And so I know you and I talked frequently over the past four years about things going on in the world and just feeling helpless and 
you know, I feel like, especially people like you and me who are extremely empathetic, who take on emotions and who feel like, oh, we have to do something to help and we can't do anything to help. It just, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's completely exhausting. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And that's one of my notes. And all I wrote was moving fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that is exactly right. Um, I relate to that a thousand percent. I think that between 24 news cycles <sighs> and our cell phones, yeah, you mentioned like this generation referencing Gen Z and our generation millennials and Gen Z doesn't know any different, right? They've grown <laughs> up in what we're living in now. We we're on the fringe. So we got to see a little bit of, you know, the past. And by that, we mean like the nineties. <laughs> I, I kind of see it as like pre iPhone and post iPhone. I think the iPhone yeah. mid two thousands is where things started speeding up. And then it just was a runaway freight train after the iPhone, yeah. just because everything was then right here, right now in your hand. And I, I think I've, I, I feel like I've mentioned this in past episodes before, but I really want everyone to paint this picture in their own head right now. So think about your day. So imagine right now you're waking up wherever you're living and you, before you even get out of bed, what is the first thing that you do? Check your phone. You check your phone. And what, what are you checking on your phone? It could be anything. It could be text messages. It could be Snapchats. It could be your social media, news app, TikTok, whatever it is. I want you to imagine your brain as a person, okay? So your brain has been awake for a couple seconds, a couple minutes, and already stuff is being thrown at it. It could be um, a funny video, or it could be a politician doing something that you totally disagree with. It could be you opening up social media and some person that you deem as <laughs> doing stupid things or saying stupid things. It's already <laughs> driving with you and your values and your feet have not even hit the floor yet. Yeah. Then you wake up and you're, you're like brushing your teeth, you're doing whatever, and you're probably still on your phone, right? And then you're making breakfast and you're probably still on your phone. And then if you're still working in an office, you're driving, and that might be a little bit of time where you're not on your phone. But if you're working from home, you probably got it going on right beside you. Throughout the day, you're on a screen. If, if you're working in a job where you're, you're working remotely, you're working on a laptop, you're staring at a screen all day. And then you take a break from that screen to look at your little screen. And then afterwards, you go to your big screen to watch TV mm -hmm. while you're also looking at your little screen. And it's literally just constant, constant information overload because newspapers was, you know, your news back in the day. Once you finish that paper, that's it. <laughs> when you finish that paper back in the day, you had to wait until the six o'clock news mm -hmm. or you had to wait until the next day to get the new paper. <clears throat> like once you hit your limit you hit your limit there was no refresh button and it's just never ending now like yes. our brains don't have a second to just be by themselves and just 
breathe. And I think that the other thing that goes with that is on social media, I think of an analogy of like being at a bar and if you were um, at a bar and there were people that were saying really stupid things, you probably wouldn't like spend time with them or like hang out with them or like purposely, you know, cup your ear and listen to what <laughs> they're saying. But that's what social media is. It's just a room for everyone. Yeah. And it could be people that, you know, are just completely uneducated on a topic, uh, uh, someone that's really passionate about a topic, something you never heard of before, whatever it may be. But I, I kind of picture like social media as like someone yelling something at you. Like, yes. And, and you would think, you would think that since it's like this place for all people of all different walks of life to come together, that you could, oh, this is a great place to foster communication and like learn about other perspectives. But more often than not, those people are the same ones that if you try, you're not getting through to them. Like they, they don't want feedback. They just want to yell it out and nobody to say anything, but good idea or, you know, like it or whatever. Right. <clears throat> right. And just in general, like even if it's good news or if it's good content or whatever mm -hmm. it is, it's just so much so quickly in such a short amount of time. No wonder we don't remember anything. <laughs> you know, like our generation always talks about like how I don't even know what I did at work today or I don't even know what I ate for lunch. What did I do last weekend? We're always talking about next weekend, but what did I do three days ago? I have no idea. I could have. No I have no idea. I have literally no idea. Google photos will tell me a year from the day that I did it because yep. no idea. And that's because before you would just kind of live your life and you would hear about the people around you when you talk to them or if they said something to you, but now it's just like, okay, someone's dog, someone had a kid. This person got married. A person bought a house. This person shared this meme. And that's just like me scrolling after like three seconds. So yep. I just feel like we're so bombarded that we just kind of, it kind of leads to anxiety because mm -hmm. we just don't have the space to kind of exist. exist. Right. Um, and with that too, with like social media and with just with like negativity on social media, I think that um, we tend to see even something of the minority. If, if you have a hundred friends on social media and two people are saying terrible things, that's really going to sit with you because yeah. you disagree with it and, or it's, it's hateful or whatever it is. And that will sit heavier on your conscious than the 98 other people that are saying good things. Right. So I think that kind of goes with it too. And you'll sit for at least 20 minutes, typing a response, deleting it, typing it again, sending it to me for proof. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, putting <laughs> it to each other, yep. reading it. Should I say this? Is it worth it? And then most of the time, it's like, no. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that's one thing is like too much, too quickly, slash seeing one negative thing and thinking that everyone that can kind of tend to like well if this person's saying it there's probably a million other people out there that are saying the same thing which might be the case 
um, unfortunately, but um, we have to also, you know, like see the good and stuff too. Um, not to dismiss or not to take a break from, you know, fighting the good fight or whatever it may be, but um, we have to also celebrate the little victories with stuff too. For sure. Uh, there's another thing too. Have you heard of the um, hedonic treadmill before? No. So it's H-E-D-O-N-I-C, um, the hedonic treadmill. And this is a, this is from medium, by the way, medium.com. Um, but basically this concept is that humans in general have a baseline level of happiness. And if we're placed in any situation, we'll eventually either float to um, a level of happiness or kind of stay at a relatively above average level of happiness. We won't be like inherently negative about everything. Um, but where the treadmill aspect comes in is then we start moving things, right? So um, maybe you are out of high school and now you want to go to college and college is this thing that you've always looked towards and then you get to college and then you're looking at the job and then you get mm -hmm. to the job and then you look are looking at the apartment. I've never had a place all to myself before. This is something I've always wanted. I'm just so excited. I want to have all this space for activities. <laughs> we can do, what's the quote? We can do step class and play army men. <laughs> and it's just so exciting. And then you get to your apartment and it is so exciting. And yep. then eventually you're like, well, this is really cool, but I, I can't do all the things I wanted to do because I have a landlord. So I'd love to have a house. And then it just keeps going or yeah. with a car or with anything. <clears throat> so um, that's the whole concept of this treadmill is that we're always wanting more. Mm -hmm. and we are equating happiness with objects or with destinations. Yeah. I think the destinations is the hardest one for us to hear because I think we always talk about items as like, yeah, don't chase items, you know, because they'll eventually become older or whatever. But I think the destinations one is what kind of like rocked me when I thought about that for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly what he said, but the singer of my favorite band, the 1975, Maddie Healy has a line in a song uh, called, I always want to die sometimes. <laughs> and he talks about that, you know, that journey in life that we, you know, we were taught, we, you know, go to, go to school, get a good job, you know, hopefully find the love of our life along the way, make a family. We're taught that this is what we live for. And we, we keep thinking, we have to get to this next position and timing as well. You know, a lot of us are like, oh, I'm behind compared to what, you know, compared to expectations. <clears throat> and um, it is, it's not, it's not a destination. It's never a destination. You're never going to, to get there and be there and you're done. It's constant. It's constant looking for what makes you happy mm -hmm. and what in the moment. And not even as a whole, it's just the little things. The, uh, people call them glimmers. I heard that on TikTok too. It's like um, when you wake up and you know, you're on autopilot, start looking for the little things during the day 
that bring you happiness because they're there. We're just not paying attention to them. We're thinking of, oh, I have to get this day of work done. I have to get all this done at work. And then what do I have to do afterwards? Oh, I have to do dishes. And am I going to have time for a workout? You know, all, all those things. But like me noticing the sun that day, that was a glimmer. I was like, oh, this is a small thing that I don't notice otherwise that I'm just going to like take a moment and be like, this makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think that's a perfect segue because what we're going to do is like we did a couple of weeks ago, we are going to put this conversation on pause yeah. and we are going to come back next week. And next week I have this pretty fascinating study that was done in regards to happiness. I think it's going to kind of blow your mind because you have an assumption of what it's going to be. It's really not. So mm. dive into that. And then you kind of give a little preview there, but um, we'll talk through some other stuff with happiness. And I really want us at the end to kind of talk about like, you know, your, your evolving view on happiness from childhood to now. And then also what do you do to cope with not being happy? And what little things can you do to find that? So stay tuned, kind of reflect on this, sit with it for a little bit, and we will see you next week.